Welcome to the Injection Connection, in-depth discussions with thought leaders and professionals in the polyurethane infrastructure repair industry, hosted by Jim Spiegel, Vice President of Alchemy Speedtech and board member at the International Concrete Repair Institute. All right, so uh, welcome to, uh, to another episode of the Injection Connection with myself, Jim Spiegel, the host with uh, Alchemy Speedtech. Uh, on, <clears throat> on this episode, uh, we have a couple gentlemen from Helms Polyfoam. Uh, we have uh, J.R. Crowell, uh, sorry, J.R. if I uh, mispronounce anything, and, and we have Morgan Helms. So guys, um, just wanna kind of open it up to you to, to kick it off here and just tell us a little bit about, uh, about your company and um, kind of the, the history of, of your company, and, and then we'll go from there. Sure, hey, thanks, Jim. This is JR and, and Morgan here. Really appreciate y'all having us on. Um, just kind of the, the 10,000 foot view of us, we've been, we've been in business right at four years um, in, in, the, in the world of chemical grouting and soil stabilization. Um, and primarily when we started four years ago, it was kind of Morgan on his own by himself, and we were probably a 90% residential um, work and, and 10% commercial and now we've we've kind of flip-flopped that and we're probably 80% commercial 20% residential and we're up to I think right at seven employees now um, and so we focus a lot on on the expanding resin side with you guys as well as leak seal um, and then heavy soil stabilization work uh, we are not a traditional foundation repair company and a lot of a lot of folks that do what we do kind of have that in their bag as well but we are not we're we're strictly chemical grouting um, and, and just using polyurethane. So we, uh, we operate uh, out of our home office, which is in the, the Jackson, Mississippi area, kind of central Mississippi. Uh, but we cover the entire state as well as um, some of the states that border us. We're starting to venture out a little bit. Um, but everything primarily operations-wise is handled out of this, this Jackson market. Um, hopefully, by the end of the year, we'll have a, have a second location. So I'm sure we'll dive into some of that as this moves forward. Great, sorry, clicking back and forth there. Okay, so you, you said that the company is only a, a few years old. Is that, is that correct? And how many employees did you say you have now? Uh, seven full-time, and then we have a, a few part-times that we'll grab, especially during the summer. We try to employ some of the, the local guys that have an interest in what we do um, throughout those times. But yeah, seven full-time, and yes, right at three and a half, four years, approaching four years. Okay, yeah, so so one of the things, we, we, obviously we talked to a lot of um, a lot of foundation companies, you know, that are looking to, to get into the business. And I, you know, obviously I, I, I don't want to use this, this medium for, for you guys to <laughs> tell all your, all your secrets on, you know, on how you got into the business. But um, how did you find the first, the first year or so um, get, getting into this? And I guess more than that might be more to your, to your side, but. Uh, well, where we live, there's a lot of Yazoo clay and just, uh, there's a, there's a ton of foundation repair companies in town. And, uh, my vision was to eliminate the need for foundation repair. And, and, and as I looked online, did my research, uh, the expanding foam was new to the area, but it wasn't, I mean, it's, you know, we're 10 years behind in Mississippi, so it was new. Nobody was really doing it. So, uh, thought that'd be a, a great fit for me and the area I'm in. So that's kind of how it went, the solution to a problem. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned the the clay, uh, the clay soils. Is that is that primarily what you guys are are up against? 
Yeah. It's an expanding clay, so deeper down it expands. If you get water to it, it expands. What is it, 200 times? Some some crazy number expands. Uh, so our goal is to get the water away from the, the Yazoo clay. Gotcha. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of clay in the central part, Jim, and, and throughout a lot of the state, but, you know, as you get closer to the coast, obviously you get some sandy soils over by the river. It's a little bit different. But, yeah, we right here in our backyard is, is primarily what we see. And that's what, to Morgan's point, um, when he first started looking at this company, he was seeing all the issues caused by it, whether it be driveway settling, house settling, roads, sinkholes, infrastructure moving, like lots of different things that were causing just huge problems and lots of downtime for, for not just us, but everybody else that, that works in this area. You know, if you've got, um, some issues in a road caused by movement. The road has to be shut down. Well, that's a huge inconvenience for everybody. So, you know, is there a way that, that we can solve some of those problems without so much downtime, which is, that's kind of where, where he took it and ran with it. Right. Right. So I, I know you guys work with, with Andy quite a bit. And, um, and I, 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 oh, I, yeah, I love Andy. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Andy's a, Andy's our poly badger. That's, that's, that's how the machine got the, <laughs> got the name. Um, but uh he's a great guy but uh can can you talk to to how how important and i I want to preface this by we we say almost in every episode that we this isn't a sales pitch for for our our product line or offering at all but uh, i I do think it's it's nice to have you guys on uh that you work so closely with andy just to speak to towards and this is for the entire industry as a matter of fact so that every you know, uh, other, other manufacturers and even our competitors can hear this and, you know, and get their act together, so to speak. But um, how, how important is the the support that, you know, that, that you get from somebody like Andy? Yeah, man, I, I'll tell you, if you won't toot your horn, we will. Cause if it wasn't for alchemy, there's a lot of stuff we would not be able to do. Um, I mean, I don't know that we could function daily the way in the capacity that we've been functioning and, and the aggressive nature that we reach out for certain projects, you know, we're, there's a lot of stuff we do that's kind of that's the same. It's pretty specific and it's it's it's, it's pretty repeatable from a repair standpoint. But when we started, it really started to grow. One of our goals was to find projects that had not been done before in that exact capacity using polyurethane resins, if not just in our area, maybe all around the country. And last year, we were able to to hit two of those that even kind of had Andy scratching his head. But the beautiful thing was he teamed up with everybody there at Alchemy and said, "Hey, let's go, let's go after it. You know, do it this way." But so not even just the, 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 the field knowledge, but the chemical knowledge, the business knowledge, the sales knowledge, the entire support that we get from Alchemy. It's one big package, right? It's, a family it's tr- yeah, truly a family environment. Um, we feel comfortable picking up the phone and calling anybody and knowing that we're going to be treated with, with respect, number one. But two, they're going to handle it with the highest attention to detail that I just I don't know that we could find anywhere else. I mean, don't, don't want to try, but I don't think we could. Sure. Yeah, we, we we appreciate the the kind feedback. Yeah, it's 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 something, and it's also a common uh, a common topic here, a common vein in in some of the other episodes. But something that we we're, we're really pushing for in the industry. A lot of a lot of manufacturers in the chemical grouting space are are pulling back actually on some of the field field support. And you'd be mm. surprised with how many how many opportunities we we kind of fall into, so to speak, because somebody can't get field support, you know, and, sure. um, and we, on, on our end, this is actually, you know, even towards a little bit of a training effort for some of our other team, perhaps, you know, we we're really focusing on, on that sort of stuff where, you know, we yeah. rather, rather the guys be in the field all day than making, 
10, you know, 10, 20 phone calls, you know, go, yeah. you know, get, get out there with one of your key customers and, and support and, and work with them. And, yeah. Uh, and well, then, and y'all, y'all have such a stable of just 18 players from, from across the entire company. Cause we obviously we deal with billing and with marketing and we deal with, with all the different facets within Alchemy and everybody in there is just top notch. And the company as a whole, y'all are not stagnant. Y'all are, y'all are aggressive in your approach and trying to be innovative in what you do. And so for us as two guys that are the same thing, that's kind of our values. We're, we're aggressive and we're trying to find new ways of doing things. And, and we don't, we don't, we're disruptors, so to speak. And that's kind of how I feel like Alchemy is too. And it's, so it's nice to be able to align with you guys and, and do that because you get where we're coming from. For certain. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of our, our discussions right now are, are in that growth phase and how we achieve it. And, you know, it's, it's not easy. You know, there's uh, mm. we, we have pretty, pretty aggressive goals, you know, with with our entire team and a pretty aggressive aspirations of where we want to go. Um, you know, and, and that's where I mentioned when, when we first had our conversations about this, this podcast, um, you know, I wanted to talk about kind of growing the business and how you guys look at that as well. Um, you know, do, do, are you guys looking, you know, two, two, three years out? I mean, how, how do you guys kind of look into your, into your future? Well, we kind of have a, we have hopefully like, like anybody with a successful company, hopefully you've got, got visions for the one year, the five year, and even the 10 year mark, you know? Um, so Morgan was, was kind of on his own really doing this thing for, for two years right at it, I think with the help of his wonderful wife um, with support and, when he and I started, we were friends and then we started talking about me coming on board. You know, one of our big discussions was where does, where does he see this thing going over the next five to 10 years? And so, man, we kind of sat down at that point and lined out a, a roadmap. And I mean, even down to an organizational chart as if this company were 20 years old and what all the seats we wanted to see filled, you know, with org chart and, and job descriptions and everything. Um, and, and who would sit in those seats, of course, Morganized names are in 98% of those boxes, you know? Yeah, it's kind of like we had a conversation yesterday with a guy, and, and we started the business off like we had 20 people from the get-go. Mm-hmm. So we tried to run it that way from day one, and right. uh, it's, it's been easier than it than probably some people have to experience it. We looked at it as a, as a, a corporation from day one. Yeah, plan, planning is key, and that's it is especially for that growth piece. You know, we we, we do want to have and and will have multiple locations, and we've done we've kind of picked out our strategic markets that we want to be in, and have put in the groundwork um, to to start making that happen. And you know, the biggest thing when we sat down and started making those those, I've heard it called a BHAG, big hairy audacious goal. When we started making those, I've been told that if your goals don't scare you, they're not big enough. And so we made some pretty big ones and. We, you know, there's a lot of folks maybe around that, that, that do some chemical grouting and, and they may have some competition for us out there, but I can, we're pretty comfortable with our grit, our determination, our hustle. So we're you know, not, not trying to sound cocky in that point, but we just, we know it takes a lot of hard work and we're willing to put it in to get to that long goal, long-term fix. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, I think that's, that's worth repeating. I like that. I, you know, if, if your goals, what, what was it? If your yeah. goals aren't big, if, if your goals don't scare you, then they're not big enough. That's right. Yeah. And then, you know, and I, in that same vein, I, it was more in a financial discussion. One time I had with someone, they said, you know, if you have a revenue goal for the end of the year, of course, gross revenue is one thing, what you keep is the other. But if you have a sales goal, let's say that you want to hit, stretch it a little bit, because typically if it's, if it's big enough, it ought to spook you. 
but if it's a little bit bigger, you may hit that first number that you that you settled on, right? So kind of shoot a little bit higher than than what you initially thought, and you'd be surprised at what you can achieve. And that's I think that's what we've been surprised every year by doing that. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that completely. We we did a similar thing with with some of our our budgetary numbers this year. You know, obviously things that uh, the guys are 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 comfortable with you know i think that but in, in the whole growth phase that that is kind of a tricky thing especially for a, on the manufacturer side obviously you know we're a sales or well I, I guess essentially we're all sales organizations right, right. Um, but um i guess let me back up to that and maybe i'll draw some comparisons once i learn more about you guys but how, how do you guys go about your your sales effort you know do you have guys that are um that are specific to just selling or are all your guys technicians and, and salesmen? How does that work? No, we haven't divided up. We're, we're very aggressive on the sales front. You know, we, we, we say all the time we're an outbound company, not an inbound company. Um, because yeah. one, one, we are new. Um, a lot of what we're doing, it's, it's not, uh, there's just not a lot of people searching for, because again, we're, we're trying to go after certain projects that may not have been done this way before in our area. So, a lot of it is an education piece, right? And y'all certainly understand that as you, as again, y'all are a, a progressive company. And so you spend a lot of time educating us and, and, and our customers on what y'all do. And so we do the same thing. So yeah, we have, from a team standpoint, we do have a business development side, a sales side, and we have a technician side, though everybody is cross-trained. So like when I came on board, I, I started on the rig with Morgan and we worked every day together. And then um, once we got somebody to replace me, I moved on and started handling more of the operations and the sales and financial piece of the company. That's kind of how we work it. If you can train somebody to do what you do, you get to move up. Congratulations. And if you can't do the work, you can't sell it either. That's right. Right. Sure. Yeah. So where I was going with that is, you know, it's when you have these, these aggressive growth plans, obviously it can, it can be pretty daunting to some of the sales team. You know, they, mm -hmm. they, they have these big, <clears throat> these big goals and, uh, you know, there, there's a fine line of, of discouragement, so to speak, you know, with, with setting a goal too high and, mm. and, and pushing for the optimal results. Right. Right. As long as you're reverse engineering that though, you know, I've, I've, I was in a different industry before this and same thing, you had pretty big goals. And um, so I'm really big on, on, on measuring what we're doing at the end of the month and let's make sure that we're working towards it, but, but measuring more our production rate. So, so we know that if we want to close X amount of business and our average ticket is this and our close ratio is, is this, then to get what we want to get to, I need to make X amount of sales. But to get those sales, I've got to make X amount of calls or get X amount of appointments and get X amount of calls to get those appointments. So when you reverse engineer it back from that and are able to teach the person that number, and that way of doing it, it doesn't seem as daunting, you know? Right. Yeah. Talking, talking through the process and how you got to that number. Yeah. I mean, Hey, again, it goes back to planning, right? That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Hope is not a plan. Right. Right. So I'm sure you guys from time to time have those, <clears throat> have those whale jobs just that pop up. I mean, I, I, I know you guys do, um, you know, you have these outlier jobs that aren't necessarily, uh, you know, you're, your everyday sort of ticket, you know, that, that you guys have, how, how do you guys go about budgeting for those outliers year to year? Well, so we've, um, just a brief history on my background. I came from, from the, the commercial banking industry um, prior to this. So 
Okay. Um, I dealt with companies on on handling that that piece of their equation, right? Making sure that they're funded one way or the other um, to to handle those bluebirds that come flying by. And and we're a very conservative company from a from a cash management standpoint. So um, we, we keep reserves in place and and means necessary to to kind of handle that. But you know, when you have those big projects, one um, we we you know, you got to make sure you talk to your customer about what you expect from them from a deposit standpoint and a commitment. And so part of their skin in the game may be a, a down payment, right? And to make sure that one, they're in it and they're not going to hang us with a bunch of material. Um, but two, keep that cash flow working. Um, and yeah, that's, that's probably the two biggest ways that we handle that. Just staying, again, being prepared on our end. Sure. And we've done it long enough that we've, you know, you can't always predict when those bigger ones are coming in, but we get a pretty good idea that if, you know, if it's bigger than X, we need to be looking, right? Mm -hmm. But up to here, we feel pretty good. Right, right. Yeah, we, uh, <clears throat> we're always trying to, to look at how other people do it, you know, do, do things, of course. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we have great, uh, fantastic leadership, you know, at, at the board level as well. And, you know, just tons of experience. But um, that's <clears throat> certainly a piece that I, I think is always a little, a uh, little challenging more from like a not necessarily even like a cash flow scenario but just a, a sales goal number you know where you, you have those big big projects do you do you work those big projects into your sales forecast for from year to year um no i guess you could say we have a not not specifically but there's always that uh, i'll call it a, an outlier carve out maybe you know where uh, we fully expect to get it based off of history to get you know X amount of, of those bluebirds that come by. Um, so I wouldn't say that we count on it, Jim, because you can't count your chickens before they hatch, but we certainly know they're coming, right? We know we're good if they don't, but we know it'd be nice if they did. Sure. And a lot of this leads to engineer outward, uh, outreach, you know, engineer presentations. Do you, do you guys do quite a bit of engineer outreach? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's probably where I spend the majority of my time. They've kind of become my, my little home away from home. Right, right. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and the, Andy and I, as a matter of fact, talking about this yesterday, that I love engineers because they, they love to learn. And so they're typically, 90% of the ones I deal with are extremely open for us coming in and talking about what we do because it is exciting stuff, man. It's a, it's a neat process. It's neat products. And, and you're solving some huge issues, especially when you get down to the bottom line of a project and keeping a project moving and not slowing it down, be able to solve some of that. And, and those guys and girls love to, they love to learn. And so I love talking to them because they ask a lot of questions. And so for us as a company that's going after, again, innovative repairs, different stuff, it certainly helps when we can pick the brain of a hundred engineers a year or better and make, sure that we're doing everything that we need to be doing for them to spec a project right so do you, is that one of the metrics that you look at as far as you know you're talking about some of the kpis of you know the amount of calls average ticket price close rate you look at engineer presentations oh, yeah. yeah yeah so at the end of the year really month by month but especially at the end of the year we'll break down where our revenue came from and of course trying to measure what's working and what's not. Cause that marketing is a whole nother animal, you know, when you're measuring your advertising and different things like that. But yeah, we, we certainly measure the engineering piece and those are, you know, they're, they're, they're funny. We kind of look at them and, and every area is different, but you have a, a few that you'll get projects like the day that you do the 
the lunch and learn. Like there happens to be something that's there that they need help with, which is another reason why you should never go past the door and not walk in it and tell them what you do because you just never know. But so you have some that are right then, and then you have a lot of them that come maybe a year, two years down the road, right? right. They just they don't need you till they need you. But then when they do, they remember the, the company that came in and, and tried to educate them a little bit and stayed in touch with them. Yeah, you nailed it. I, th I think the the end game with the engineer effort really really is that that two three I mean even longer years out sometimes. Yeah, you know one of the I think it takes a while. Just like when you know Morgan could probably speak to this, but just like when he started out, he had to it took he had to figure out what all he could do with polyurethane, and so these engineers are the same way. Like we'll get a lot of calls for the first month or two just testing. Like, hey, is this a good opportunity? Or what do you think about this? And come look at that. And then when you finally get a, a product that's or a, or kind of a process that's ginning, if you will, then then they then know what to call you in on so they're not wasting your time either. So, you know, we've got some that we've worked with so much now that, um, and, and this is on the facilities director side too, they'll call us and say, hey, we're thinking about doing this. Um, is there anything you have that would be better? If so, I'd love to hear about it. So they've kind of started calling us pre-job, pre-spec. Bid. yeah that's the, that's the table you want to be at right yeah that's right yeah i think in the in the chemical grouting world you know the our technical director charlie who's actually here doing the the presentation that i'm at right now um the training that, that i'm at you know one of the things that he says in all of his presentations is probably our biggest competitor is education you mm -hmm. know and and that's why we you know we like to do the the training schools the grout labs the you know, even the podcast to a certain extent, you know, is really getting, getting the word out there on a, on a more, you know, mainstream, um, you know, in a more mainstream manner, so to speak to the industry that, Hey, with chemical grouting, you can do all these things. I mean, there, we still have all these, <clears throat> these engineer meetings where you'll see the light bulb moments where they're like, I, I never even knew this stuff was out there, <laughs> you know? Right. So I think some people have a pretty pretty myopic view of of where where the industry is because we all feel like we have to be feeding on each other. When mm. if we would all get out there and and educate uh, more properly and do you know just put the you know put the time in you know at the engineer level, uh, I think everybody everybody would benefit from it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. You know, we obviously we all want market share and and you don't want to give away all your secrets. But man, we're we're kind of an open book on what what we do for a lot of reasons, mainly because I, I believe in iron sharpening iron. I also believe that if our competitor doesn't make a good repair, then there's not only a negative uh, connotation with, with maybe them, but with the chemical grouting industry as a whole. And so I want anybody pumping foam, I don't care who they're buying from to be doing the right thing and, and to be doing a solid repair. So yeah, I'm, I'm like you, man. I, I hope everybody's getting educated and I hope this podcast just blows up so that everybody can hear it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I agree completely with the, you know, I, I we we want our competitors to also be doing good work. You know, mm -hmm. if 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 a competitor of ours goes out there and does a job and just completely screws it up, for instance, then you know that that's a, that's a tough tough bell to unring, so to speak, on whoever yeah. that client is, whoever the design professionals were. I mean, that's it's it's hard to reverse that. So right. you know, we, we we have a couple even you know we, we just did a a very in depth. Uh, competitor breakdown you know of, of our leak seal industry as well as our geotech industry uh with <clears throat> with all key buying factors and performances of, of all the all the competitors in both spaces where we rank them and rate them and um 
you know, it was, it was really interesting to kind of see how that lays out, you know, but, um, but we, we, we don't use that just for our own, for our own benefit, but when we're out there, you know, and we're talking to whether it's a distributor or an engineer, we, we try to say, you know, if they say I'm dealing with, with so-and-so or company ABC, you know, we'll, we'll give them a pretty, pretty honest, you know, um, assessment of that. You know, even if it's a competitor, if it's a good one, we say, Hey, you know, I mean, I was just in a meeting with, with, uh, Steve and Andy, uh, not too long ago where we, we were talking about a competitor and, you know, obviously I, <laughs> I see, you know, I'm, I'm the sales manager, right? So I see everything from the sales side, mm-hmm. but, um, but, you know, Steve and Andy both, both said, yeah, you know what, those, uh, those guys are great guys, you know, and girls and, you know, they, they, they run a good ship and, you know, we're, we're going to find ways to add value in a different way, so to speak. But I, I thought it was really, really telling, you know, to, I, I think it speaks volumes to just have that approach. Would you guys agree? No. Yeah, I 100% agree. And, and I've, I can say this, as long as I've been with y'all, I've never heard a negative word, you know, from you guys on competition. And, and because y'all understand that it's one, it's not flattering, uh, not very mature, it doesn't get you anywhere, you right. know. Right. Um, but you, and you want to, and as a, as a heavy sales background that you have, you'll, you know, this, you want to sell against people that are really good, because if not, you're going to get complacent and you will not be on your game like you should be. And so you want somebody that's making you challenge a little bit, challenge yourself. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And, uh, you know, in, in today's world, you know, with, with how everything's being exchanged, I mean, you can go online, right. And, and you can find out anything about any company at any time. You can go through LinkedIn and find out who's doing business with who. And even these podcasts, you know, we throw them out there to the market and people say, Oh yeah, you know, Helms, Helms polyphone that, you know, that, the days of holding stuff so close to your chest are over. (laughs) You know, you have to, you have to have a confidence in in what you do, in my opinion, anyway, Um, you know, confidence that your, your, your team and your, and your company and your product offering is adding value. And you know, the, the the days of just calling people and saying, I can give I can give you this for cheaper. I I think that's getting less and less effective, you know, with with today's connected world. And people don't like cheap either. You know, that's a, there's a, there's an experience that's related to the construction industry too. It's not just, you know, we're not just selling a product here. You're, you're getting the package deal um, from the, from the time you make the phone call to us until the time we, we close the job out and send you a final write up and in review, you know, there's a, there's a whole experience involved there. And that's kind of to my point earlier that, you know, that we do have a confidence about us from a, from a business development piece, but really from a, from a production piece, you know, I, I'm not saying it just cause he's sitting here, but, but I would put Morgan up against anybody in this industry because of the way he cares about the work. And, and our customers say that time and time again, man, I've seen this guy sit here and fight a job till 10 at night to make it way more perfect than the customer ever thought it should have been. Right. Just yes. because his name's on it. It's his name on that trailer. And, and we, we believe in, in, in that. That's what we stand by. And so I think that resonates through everything that we do. Hopefully it does. You know, I hope it does. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about that a lot as well, that, you know, price is what you pay. Price is what you pay. Value is what you get, you know, mm, and yeah. when you, you know, when you pay to have a service done by, by Helms, for instance, you know, it's, it's not just that service you're getting Helms. Right. And um, sure. you know, that's a completely different, different paradigm, so to speak, than just trying to sell a service, you know? Mm-hmm. So, 
Well, guys, we're, we're, we're closing in on the, on the half hour mark here, and uh, we've, we've gone a little bit longer on some of the episodes and a little bit shorter, but we're, we're trying to keep it around that mark. Um, is, it, is there anything else that you guys wanted to, wanted to touch on during our time here? Uh, Jim, I think we've kind of covered everything. Um, we've kind of gone through our history and, and how we like you guys, of course. Um, again, we're just grateful to be involved, man. It's kind of a humbling experience. Well, great. Yeah, we're, we're happy to have you. And, you know, this is going to be a, a, a long-term uh, process, you know, with, with the podcast, with the injection connection. So, you know, we're, we're also going to get into some, some case studies down the line as well. So, you know, if you guys uh, have, any, have any unique projects or applications that you come across, um, and even, and, and it doesn't all have to be um, what went absolutely right. You know, I think sometimes it's valuable for us to talk about what, what can go wrong, you know, sure. and, and what not to do. So, um, yeah. Look, Hey, we even do that in our engineering talks. I've got several projects on there to, to exploit the wrongs. Yep. Yeah. That, that's a piece of feedback that comes from our training courses a lot that we've, we, we do a questionnaire at the end and it's, it's, it's been a repetitive thing where people say, tell, tell us what, what can go wrong as well. So we're, you guys, uh, I think you guys mentioned you'll be at the, at the training course next week. So we'll, we'll be touching on that. Of course. Yeah. Great. But, uh, no, so so the point of that though, guys, is you know keep uh keep keep this podcast in mind, and you know if if there's something you think is kind of a unique uh, talking point, uh, let let me know, and we'll we'll get it scheduled and and let the industry know about it. Hey, absolutely. Sure will. Hey, we appreciate you, Jim. So, all right, guys. Well, thanks a lot for your time, and uh, we'll we'll see you soon. All right, let's do it again. Thanks. Okay, thanks, guys. Bye.